that's a lot closer. <laughs> yes. We're professionals. Yeah, I know that sometimes like when the latency is really high, like it sounds like we're talking over each other and it's just like Because so. when we record, we aren't we talking never... over each other. But never. you know, thanks to the magic of uh, uh recording and whatnot, various, you know, all of that. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? Yeah. I, exactly. We, I don't know how this technology wouldn't work. I don't know. We just... I don't either. I Frankly, I refuse to learn. Um, yeah. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> so we've taken a little bit of a break. I don't know if anyone's noticed. If they haven't, damn, that sucks. But um, yeah. we haven't been around. We, we took a mid-season break. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know... We were uh, recording a pilot for a new television series based on, you know, because one thing that TV is missing is like a talk show, which is two white guys. So, yeah, it it was it was, you know, we were actually working, working with with uh, Bill Lawrence, you know, famous for Ted Lasso, Scrubs, those kind of a show, you know, we're going to really try to try to humanize the white podcaster. Um and really teach a lot of lessons about life, you know, how to how to look at things positively and whatnot. But, you know, sort of fell through, unfortunately. Some of the, yeah. not to name names, some of the people involved with the project were divas. So, I yeah, I think we both got up to some uh, raucous behavior on and off set. So, you know. Yeah, you know, people think Brian Cranston is just like a nice guy, but that... He's a, I mean, he's a terror. It's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 So anyway. we're not doing that anymore. We're back. And the good news is we're bringing you the prime content you are looking for. So the first topic is let's talk about my bathroom. Huh? Yeah. Um, okay. You put an, <laughs> yeah. So I have no context listener for this. Yeah, I'm click, just clicking click an that, Amazon. Click that link. link. Okay. Um, this is and, the newest addition to my bathroom. Anbori bathroom smart touchless trash can, 2.5 gallon automatic motion sensor, rubbish can with lid, electric waterproof narrow small garbage bin for kitchen, this office, is absolutely amazing. Room, toilet, bedroom, RV. So you got a, uh, you got a, like a, 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 uh, um, I got a, trash a robot, can, robot trash can. A trash can for your bathroom that you have to sort of wave at to get it to open. <laughs> the second yeah. picture here says waterproof and wet environments, and they're absolutely drenching this thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about lakes, of course you're talking about water. <laughs> I want water to splash around in. I can see like the occasional splash, but like no, someone is dumping a five gallon bucket of water out onto this I'm trash can. I'm in the mood for some water. <laughs> It makes just you think this trash can is like IP67 rated. <laughs> What's crazy is they use the term waterproof, but we know what that liquid is. Yeah. Andrew, we know what that liquid is. We sure do. Um, it says here, uh, lockout odors, <laughs> anti-mosquito invasion. <laughs> this guy, uh. this guy taking a leak on his trash can has the exact opposite problem. He has, his prostate is just not, it's not doing it. It's just full open do you know what i mean yeah just like <laughs> okay for, so for it's the got listeners. Um, when you get older you know so you can use your hand or you can use your knee to open yeah. it with the sensor or you can kick it and it'll open <laughs> or or, you, al or you alternative yeah one button normally on which i guess just leaves it open so 
Yeah, you you can also um have your spare tire hanging over the toilet seat while you're sitting on it. Well, also I've learned um, open the trash can okay. and spook you in the middle of the <laughs> night when you're a win. You're like what? <laughs> Smart sensor um, wick opening. The garbage bag is buckled on both sides of the trash can to be fixed. <laughs> I love these like English. I love Am- Am- this is just, Amazon. This is just what Amazon is in this you know decade in the 2020s. And, yeah. yeah, it's like could, could, is it written by an AI? I don't know. It's brilliant. So anyhow, well, the trash can is pretty good though. I have to admit, for thirty bucks. Yeah, it's pretty and this nice. This is from like a no-name brand. This is like a, one of those six to eight character randomly generated brand yeah. names. Yeah, which yeah. means that this is probably made in China and maybe like being drop shipped or whatever off of yeah. AliExpress or something. I don't know. It's, it's probably yeah. spying on me um, to yeah. track my bowel movements. For what purpose does the Chinese Communist Party need to know that? I don't know. Just but I'm happy that here. they do. The top review here, four stars. The motion detector is very sensitive, but this is a good trash can. <laughs> I think what's nice about it is, is like, I realized, like, you know what? Having a trash can without a lid in a bathroom is, is kind of, like, messed up. Like, because a lot of people, you're in the bathroom, you want to, you know, you don't want people to see what's going in that trash can. You want, you want yeah. some privacy. Right. So that's why I got it. And it, it is, it, it actually is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's really the design's really well about how it has this little frame that you put over so it's like a square trash can you put in the yes you put in the, the yeah. bag it's and buckled then you put on a both frame sides of the trash can yeah. to be fixed that's, yeah to be I covered buckled. that I believe it's pretty clear I don't know why <laughs> someone could not understand that no it's got yeah so it's got like the bin and then it's got like a collar and I guess the collar yeah. sort of fixes the the bag to the yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, it keeps it all nice and nice and pretty. So happy for I'm, you. I just have uh, a, a a trash can that you have to use your foot to open, like some kind of peasant. So, what century are you living on, man? It's like I don't know. You got to upgrade. You got to get I'm a robot. I'm seeing back. now here that I'm uh, so I clicked into kitchen trash cans, which is the category this is in, and there's a bestseller here. It looks like Amazon is trying to compete with Simple Human. They've made their own Amazon Basics uh, brush steel. Yeah trash can uh and it's 101 dollars. and i would not pay 101 dollars for an amazon brand trash can i'm sorry for a knockoff of a simple human trash yeah. can like but a you simple can human get... trash can i know that that's gonna work and like the pedal's not just gonna like break randomly one day we've Do had one of those in our faith we've had one of those in our kitchen for like for years and that thing just keeps plugging away and it's not like it looks kind of flimsy like from what it's made out of but it's just so simple i feel like we need to do an appreciation great. of like the simple human and oxo companies for like yeah. actually making good products which is increasingly rare <laughs> so. yeah most companies don't want to do that anymore congrats All right, we're them. on item we're 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 uh seven minutes in and we're on uh, well i just want to know here so i'm on a i'm on a simple human trash can and they specifically say talking here, about trash cans why don't why is it <laughs> Why do well, people listen to our podcast? They specifically say here on the Simple <laughs> Human listing, it says the steel pedal is engineered to last over 150,000 steps. That's more oh than 20 gosh. steps a day for 20 years. <laughs> they thought about it, you know? They thought That's about so it. That's so awesome. Anyway. That's so cool. Like if I was the guy, like the engi- like the chief engineer 
like uh, the product design engineer to for build Simple some Human. sort of pedal testing apparatus. That's just I like would expect push, people to push. carry me on a sedan chair everywhere I went. I would <laughs> I would show up to restaurants and be like, "Do you have a reservation, sir?" No, but um, have you ever heard of Simple Human trash cans? <gasps> oh my God! Right away, sir. We've got the best table for you. <laughs> you now let's move on um to an yeah. important observation. Yeah, uh, this comes from uh, a user on Twitter whose display name is just Chris. So thank you, Chris. Um, <laughs> thank you, says, Chris. Let's go is the male equivalent of slay. <laughs> and I think that's correct. That's very correct because, like, um, I noticed that when my when my department at work became all male, I didn't hear slay anymore, but I do hear let's go all the time. Yeah. Now, never uh, there was really quite noticed. a lot of discussion under this, but I'm not interested in it because as far as I'm concerned, it's correct. So I will yeah. hear no, you know. Brooke, no comments, no debates. Yeah. It's that's uh, we 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 certify this fresh. OK, take sure is very, do. very good. Yeah. Now, speaking of takes, <laughs> this is a not good one that. Um, I've been wanting to report on this since before our break, so I don't want people to think, Aaron, you're going over old news. No, this was new news. I'm I'm not behind, okay? I'm so <laughs> in 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 with everything new. I'm not old in the fuddy duddy, okay? I'm cool. I'm hip, okay? This is a have you heard about lucky girl syndrome, Andrew? I'm not. No, this is new to me. So there's a new well it was new <laughs> tiktok trend of uh people talking about mostly white women talking about um you know uh there's this thing called lucky girl syndrome where you you basically just convince yourself that you're destined to be lucky there's nothing you can do you know um mm. and and great things will work out for you it's like a positive thinking let's let's listen to one of the 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 highest the, the the most viewed lucky girl syndrome TikToks. It's got over seventy thousand likes. Okay. Oh dear. Uh, one thousand three hundred fifty two comments. So here we go. Okay. So how do you get lucky girl syndrome? First, realize this is going to be a practice, a practice and like Andrew. a game to play with your mind. Lucky girl syndrome is a way to justify to your brain why everything you want always works out in your favor because you have this syndrome you can't help it it's lucky girl syndrome you caught it you have it this is not just woo woo shit this is a mindset tool to bring awareness to and catch how often you're telling yourself the opposite thing that things are not going to work out that things never work out for you that you have to hustle and work hard and they still may not even work out as a business owner, as a woman who's building her self-worth. Think about what that does to us when our natural self-talk is to tell ourselves, even when we really want something, we really want a successful business. We really want to increase our sales. We really want to heal. We really want to get into a relationship. Okay, I got to stop it. We really want to increase no our sales. What that's about. We so really want to heal. Is, hmm. what, what they've done is they've reinvented affirmations. But as like yes, an affliction, they, you have, and and it's and it's only the worst aspect of affirmations. Affirmations like, with like, but also adding in Calvinism in the form of like predestination. It's like yeah. I'm one of the elect, so it's, you know everything's fine. And for because me. and because I believe I'm one of the elect, and I know I I'm one of the elect. 
Like it's what's so funny is they've identified the problem of negative self-talk and then completely misunderstood why it's a problem. Mm. They're like, it's a problem because you're being negative partly, but negative self-talk is really a problem because it is not connected to reality. Something that my therapist is constantly reminding me of is (laughs) as I keep uh, saying, she, she's so mean to me. She's so (laughs) always doing this shit to me, but like, she'll just interrupt me and be like, Aaron, are our thoughts real? uh, uh, uh. Our thoughts reality. No, I guess you know, they feel good, real like, to me. They feel real. She's like, that's okay, but like, you need to understand that just because you're having a thought or a feeling about something, that doesn't necessarily make it reality. So, the important thing with those negative self thoughts is to like remove yourself from them, not, not turn them in a different, more unhinged direction. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what this is doing. It's like, no, you need to empower that part of yourself that's delusional, but yeah. just make it happy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like you run into a car and you're like, huh, lucky girl syndrome. Whoops. (laughs) I'm not responsible. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not leaving my insurance. (laughs) So there's this article on the BBC, lucky girl syndrome, smug TikTok trend or life changing positivity. Ooh, ooh, I Uh, I know, I know which one. I know the answer to this one. (laughs) It's the first one. It's the first thing. (laughs) Yeah, it talks about like the origins of it. Uh, You can see like all the people are every single one of them is all white women talking about this. Like, gee, I wonder why things uh, generally seem to work out for you when you're a, an yeah. upper class white woman. Mm, I wonder what you that could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just, we come back once again to the wide, wise words of Slavoj Zizek. We don't really want what we think we desire. That's the thing. They don't, they don't, yeah. they aren't keeping that in mind. Yeah. We don't really want what we think we desire anyway. <laughs> Speaking uh, of what we desire and, and uh, rules yeah, for your life. So this, this has been talked to death already, um, but I think it's going to continue to be talked to death because it's... Um, here's the thing. When you publish a list of rules of etiquette, people are going to talk about it because some of them are unhinged. Um, I mean, it's kind of smart for like from a, from a content from an farm, engagement we need yeah. Yeah, engagement perspective, right. not necessarily from a philosophy perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the cut a vertical of New York magazine has their new rules of etiquette. Um, and some of them are fine and others are weird. Um, I like they the start one out with a like, banger. <laughs> yeah, they start out with you don't have to read everyone's book, and I'm just like, I read that, I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, um, like all your friends who are all writing books. Yeah, I guess the, the context here is that list. New York Magazine writers just know a lot of authors, and you're expected to be reading all of their books. This is not a problem that I have, and that I I do not think is generally a problem. Yeah. I don't have a book for you to read. You don't have a book for me to read. I think, you know, that's a healthy relationship. That's a good friendship. We're not. Um, (laughs) I like number six here. Never wake up your significant other on purpose ever. And don't turn on the lights when they're asleep. Jet legged and want to talk. Don't do it. Think someone is coming in to kill you. Work it out yourself. I feel like if there's a fire, you are (laughs) justified in waking up your significant other. There's, there's a number of cases where it would be fine to do that. Yeah, um, I noticed there's a there's a bent to a lot of these, which is like effete n- never uh, culture. Me ever. 
is like never never like it's this is a you problem never express like make yourself small you know kind of things and i'm like very individualistic Uh, yeah yeah because it's like from they're they're thinking about it from the perspective of the partner being woken up not the person having a panic at night you know what i mean um another one uh number 11 when another human is present don't talk to your animal in the private voice you use when alone together (laughs) absolutely Um, absolutely happening i'm sorry Um, i am still calling them stinkers I don't Num- care. Number 10, they say straight people can only use can use the word partner only when they're trying to get something out of it. It's that's a bizarre thing. I feel like it's that's fine. a way to that's a weird way to phrase it. I I tend to try to like do that stuff like I mean, I guess if I had a partner, aww, but like <laughs> <laughs> But like I try to like usually when I'm telling a story about someone, I don't even try to gender them because I feel like I'm trying yeah. to slowly dismantle the need for that to be a thing. Like I like I don't want you to bring all your your assumptions, your cultural assumptions to this story. I want you to listen to it from the perspective of this is a a person. Yeah, you know? and they they say it's annoyingly vague and also smug, and I would simply say that's sort of your interpretation of it. I don't think that many people who are saying that are intending to be vague or smug. And I'm sure, sure the people that they're around are doing it and being vague oh, you know, and smug. But the yeah. problem isn't that they're saying partner. The problem is that you're hanging out with a bunch of smug bunch assholes. Of jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, we have don't describe TikToks. Um, On a date, all individuals present should gently and politely compete to pay the entire bill. I am absolute. This is unhinged behavior. I hate that this is a thing. Throw mm. this idea into the sea. <laughs> the 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 simple conclusion because this doesn't even have to be a date thing. We don't need to make it something different for a for a date. It's if someone invites someone to something, it is implied that like, you, hey, you want to go to dinner with me? then you will pay. And then the other person can offer like that's up to them, but expecting that there should be competition to pay feels odd. Yeah. It's, it's very much like, what's the point to that? The point is like stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. It's never too late to send a condolence note. This is like, uh this is really specific like yeah how many condolence notes does a person get that one so you can you can click read more on that one and it is very obviously (laughs) like that one's one of the few of these that has a byline and yeah it's very obviously someone writing about a thing that happened to them and i'm just like you know like that's great for you i guess (laughs) (laughs) never send an edible arrangement is a good one because those things are stupid they shouldn't exist impossible to eat them before they go bad yeah Um, and like the quality of the fruit is always terrible because they they just have to be unfresh in order not to rot while they're building these arrangements like i saw an edibles edible arrangement drive a van driving down the street the other day and they changed their logo it just says like edible like super big like so i think they're like preparing to to pivot and now, if you sent me an edible arrangement and it's the other kind of edibles, now we're talking. Now we're talking. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, Andrew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drugs. Drugs. Yes. Okay. Um, another one that's like clearly just 
one person's problem is number 41, never show that you're impressed by anyone, which is <sighs> utterly bizarre. Um, that's 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 called being manipulative yeah, and abusive. I don't, I don't know. That's odd. <laughs> any any it's advice? I don't like advice. Like my soul just like cringes at advice. That's like, don't be authentic and true to yourself. That's the worst thing you can do. Like spreading that idea has caused more pain and suffering in the lives of people than the, than than a lot of stuff. Like, just you know, you can just be who you are. It's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're smug asshole, then go away. Uh, I love this number 60. Here's a good one. <laughs> Disperse, yeah. don't clump the superstars at a table. Uh, <laughs> what, what is he? What? <laughs> this is, I have this so is... many superstars at my table. This is, I don't know. I don't even, like, what does that even mean? I don't even have the frame of reference to understand what this is about. This is, this is just not a problem for me. Same with yeah. number 44. You and Bobby De Niro may go way back, but to everyone one else, he's Robert. Same goes for Anne Hathaway and Jenna Lawrence. N- nickname dropping is worse than regular name dropping. Yeah, also not a problem for me. Not, what a, are these? not a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you see the one here about uh, number 71? If you put out bowls of cigarettes at a party, you have to let people smoke inside. I What? <laughs> if I went to a party and there was like bowls of cigarettes out, I would just do the, the Grandpa would, Simpson thing I, and I just turn leave. directly out. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. just out of here. This is like going to get eyes wide shut really quick, and I don't want to be here for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad news. Uh, number 77. Uh, if you're somebody's house guest, always strip the bed, even if they tell you not to worry about it. If someone tells me not to worry about it, I'm going to accept their direction on this. Yeah, it turns out being a good guest is actually just like listening to what your host tells you. You, you know, you may like, think that you're being helpful, but you're you're really just proving that you're you think that you know better than than they do or whatever. It's like, Number seventy six is kind of weird too. If your host is doing the dishes, it it means you're supposed to leave. Um, that, I, that's that's yeah. I, I don't ne- know if that's necessarily, not necessarily true. true. No, <laughs> like a lot of times people just want to clean up so that they can enjoy the rest of the time instead of waiting to have to do it after everyone leaves. Right. Like, I mean, that's pretty common. Usually, here's the thing: if your host is doing the dishes. It means you're an asshole because you didn't volunteer to help with the dishes or clean up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's that's something to think about. Maybe maybe the reason you're having a problem is you don't interpret social cues and they do want you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the specific writer of this rule is that's their problem. Uh, that's skipping, what a lot of these seem like. Skipping way ahead here. This is another one that's byline. Number 120. Even when a kid's party says no gifts, you're supposed to bring a gift. No. Oh my gosh. Again, no. follow directions. Listen, Listen to, to what, what people, people tell you. Are telling you to do. <laughs> like like rich asshole white people like love to like make all these like rules that are like what you think is the thing isn't the thing. Why you shouldn't like it's not that complicated. Listen to people. Like just be an empathetic normal person. It's not that hard. Also, uh, moving way back, because I remembered this one, number 36, never ask anyone what their job is. I feel like it's fine to ask people what their job Some people really enjoy their job, you know? What? You spend, I don't know. You spend like you, most of your day, if you're a working class person, at your job. So like, why wouldn't you talk about that? 
there there are like so few like uncomplicated uncontroversial topics and <laughs> yeah. like the weather and what do you do for a living are <clears throat> like some of those things if that's all you talk about and that's how you like define people then it's a problem and i think that is a real thing to talk about like to discuss like maybe don't make everything about your job or other people's job but like yeah. it's definitely something to talk about like i don't know especially if you're like opening up a conversation i don't know anyway. man yeah these are all some of these are really bad find There's your fi- a- signature sign off and stick with it oh god <laughs> Andrew, yeah. what's your signature sign off? <laughs> no, number three, develop an affectation. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my signature sign off. You ready? This is what I and I'm gonna stick with it, Andrew. Here it goes. Oh, then God. before I knew it, it was time to blast off. Mine is just mine's just gonna be As I keep saying. And, and then I leave. <laughs> <laughs> As I keep saying, and then just turn around. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what it should be is this. How's that for a transition, that, mm, huh? Still hey. got it. Still got it, baby. Um, so we've been away a couple weeks. I just wanted to review. I believe what uh in there's been some culture war bullshit going on. I thought another we one. that. It just um, never stops. The the first thing that I can remember is um M's. Uh the the conservatives are all upset about the M Ms. Again. Um I I don't I don't know why. Why this is used that. to they're, be a proper pursu- country, Andrew, where you could sexualize your M and M's, and now, yeah, now they got these 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 it's, queer M and M's that I that I don't know what to think about. They them. Made, I, I guess just, so. They made an, an a pack of M and M's that is just only the canonically female colors of M and M. Yeah, um, and people got very mad about this. Among them, you remember the uh, what's his name, the Nick Adams guy, the Australian uh, MAGA guy. <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, "I'm boycotting M and M's until they put out an all male pack in the name of gender Boy. equality." Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. M and M's, M and M's. I'm boycotting M and M's. I'm boycotting M and M's. Anyway, uh, do they it, even it seems- have those in the outback? Do they? I don't know. Do they? There. I imagine this writer is like coming from a long day in the opal mines, you know, and he's all the only thing he gets off is he likes to crank it to some M and M's, and they. Yeah. Now he can't anymore because they've it been seems, liberalized. It seems likely that uh, the Mars Corporation is leading up to some sort of Super Bowl related tie-in yeah. advertising thing. I don't know. We're being played. Well, rather, well, conservatives no, are being played. That's exactly, which is kind of why I sort of, I, I hate to have to hand it to the Mars company, but man, if they do yeah. pull that off, that's, that's pretty smart. You know, they're ruining America in, as they're doing it, but you know. It's already pretty ruined, so. Yeah. And then the next thing is gas stoves. The, the, the government is coming from your gas stoves, except that they're not actually. <laughs> they said no. that they're not. Um, but then, you know, like they probably should because we continue to do research on the effects of indoor air quality with regard to gas stoves, and it's not great. It's not great. I made the bold um, prediction that I think we'll look back on gas stoves one day the same way we sort of look back on like lead paint or asbestos where it's like, really? But, but for now, it's fine. Um, but conservatives are very up in arms in this. They're doing, you know, they're doing come and take it flags, but with a gas stove instead of like a, a gun 
on it, you know. As with all things, the the Inland Empire was like a early sort of outlaw or early sort of indicator that this was going to become an issue because California they had like a proposition, I think it was, or there was a law going into effect that was like all new homes need to be all electric, like they can't have gas, and it was like most of California went, oh yeah, no, for sure that makes sense, but like. San Bernardino and Riverside counties, which is the Inland Empire, were like, now hold up. You're taking away my freedom burners. <laughs> yeah. That I used to make the most freedom gas. Dry, dry plain chicken breasts. You can't do this to me. So yeah. it was like a huge political controversy here like a couple years ago. So I, sl- I am thinking that maybe all of my problems come down to that we have a gas oven. That could be, yeah. Stove. I think it's slowly poisoning me. And did like, you know that uh, Joe Brandon, with his, um, his, uh, uh, the, uh, the bipartisan infrastructure inflation reduction act thing? Um, yeah. You have a rebate. You can get up to eight hundred and forty dollars off the cost of an electric or induction range or cooktop or oven uh, to yeah. replace a gas one. So it would be cool. I, I, I'm trying to slowly like wean. So like, yeah. I, I I like using a gas oven or gas stove for cooking because previously the only electric countertop experience I had was like the freaking stupid coil ones or the ones that are like just the hidden coil where it's like the right. glass top. But, you know, yeah, yeah. And those are terrible. They're really bad. Like people say, like, I don't see what's so hard. They work just fine. You just have to get it. No, they suck compared to a gas oven gas stove they, they suck but induction are cool i would like to have one um yeah i don't i mean like and i'm a cooking person like people who follow me know i You're a cook all the time like i'm yeah. a cookman like i'm the guy that everyone in there is constantly saying you should become a chef you should open a restaurant and i go you have a weird uh, way of understanding the world <laughs> <laughs> i you do like this cooking. because i like it <laughs> you like cooking you should become a capitalist boss in cooking yeah. uh um, <laughs> what's amusing though is re- I saw some research that like it's it's largely rich people who have gas stoves which and, oh really I ooh I'm yeah rich. and like on the coasts it's like yeah. you know the northeast in California is where they have mostly gas it's stoves. big it's big bragging rights because it was very popular in like the food network of the past 10 years for like yeah people to have these really expensive like kitchen looking gas stoves you know and mm-hmm. like that they don't use the these right. big old ranges like you're not using that so what's funny though is uh governor ron desantis of florida uh only eight wrong, percent wrong desantis is what i'm calling him wrong the fact DeSantis, that yeah. the, the fact that trump hasn't done that yet tells me that he's lost some juice because like right. it's right there in his name wrong desantis ron wrong to suck ass it's not hard <laughs> Um, only 8% of people in Florida have gas stoves because I'm led to understand that the uh, terrain there is not advantageous for gas infrastructure in many places because the water table is like two inches under the ground. Um, yeah. And so gas is not a big popular thing. Um, but he is fighting back in the culture war. Um, he's proposed a tax rebate on new gas stoves. So, you know, cool. Great. Uh, we should also acknowledge that they, they did the, uh, uh, in Florida, they did the like ban of books basically that has resulted in every elementary school teacher having to take books out of their classroom until they can get approved by like a, a, a librarian. So 
That's yeah, so fun. there's just going to be no reading happening in Florida for a few years because they're not going to staff yeah. up librarians. Like, that's not going to happen. That's yeah. how evil this stuff is, you know? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they don't want you to read any books. It's I just true. Sorry, I just remembered that our reminders are up there for words to say, so <laughs> about, about halfway we're, into the we're show. professionals. <laughs> in a Petersonian sense. Oh. It's a vile act to me. So uh, more train stuff. Chugga chugga choo. The other day, uh, Norfolk Southern derailed a train full of vinyl chloride. Which does that sound? Does that sound like a good <laughs> chemical to you? Just listen, based on the name. Listen, I think first of all, we need to go easier on people who derail things. Um, <laughs> because some of us may have have a bad habit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds really terrible. Like, yeah, so they, they derailed a train in East Palestine, Ohio, which is a town that's uh, sort of in the middle of nowhere, right on the border with Pennsylvania, uh, and it spilled vinyl chloride everywhere, uh, uh, and, cl- and it all caught fire, and so the town is- Oh, jeez, look at this picture, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's very bad. Um yeah, so they, I think they declared an exclusion zone of like five miles, which is because this is a very small town, the entire town, basically. So yeah, um, yeah, not great. This um, kind of shit's just gonna keep happening more and more as we like fail to to ever learn our lesson that like uh th- material things need to be kept up and managed and like repaired. Yeah, you and actually have to maintain improved and maintained. Yeah, I had yeah, a good. Uh, moment with that, which was that a couple weeks ago, uh, the road was closed when I went to leave my neighborhood, and I thought, what in the world? And then I realized that the utility was actually trimming uh, tree branches and stuff along the electric lines, and I was like, well, look at that. Yeah. They're actually doing, like, preventative maintenance. Huh. <laughs> it's possible. What you a, can what do a that. concept. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look at all those guys doing that have jobs. But and Norfolk government Southern jobs and they're getting uh, a pension. <laughs> for context for our listeners, Norfolk Southern was the very last uh North American railroad to install toilets in its locomotives. Yeah, they're like the bargain basement terriblists. Like I think it was until the like nineteen nineties that you were expected Ooh. to shit in a bag. Uh, yeah. That's really rough, man. <laughs> Well, at least that's the only bad train stuff going on right now. You know, there's just that. Yeah, nothing else. Well, there's this other Ooh. thing. Um, now I'm looking. Now I'm seeing this next item. Yeah. So you know, Amtrak's trying to expand. We've covered this. Um, and so uh, another view. This is uh, another view on Amtrak came from Paul Fenton, CEO of Shortline Operator Patriot Rail, uh, who was also briefly CEO of Metrolink and another shortline company. Fenton's belief is that Amtrak should operate at a top speed equal to that of intermodal freight trains rather than the current 79 mile per hour that is the maximum for most passenger trains on host freight railroads. He says, says, you know how hard it is to run a high density network when you have a train that doesn't fit your slots? Um, (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, dude, it really sucks when the train doesn't fit my slots. That's a problem I run into a lot, you know? What's Stuff funny here. here is that this seems to presume that the railroads do any kind of scheduling to actually like make this work, and they yeah. don't. And that's why these sorts of conflicts are an issue. <laughs> or if they actually deprioritize, designed... deprioritize, uh, you know, commercial shipping at the expense of travelers, but they'll never do that. No. Yeah. 
as so this is a tweet from Uday Schultz, and as as he says later on, he says, uh, the way to do that is to actually timetable freight operations, not to yeah. slow down passenger trains. Uh, yeah. But they're not going to do that because that would be too no. much work for them. No, everything they're must like, be just in time. They're like, why don't you just not stop complaining about us being slow and just deal with it? And it's like, because that's not <laughs> what anyone wants except for you because you have a particular weird material interest here. Yeah, um, like like most people don't really care how the things get to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Also, it's like, a, if you ran your freight trains on a schedule and faster, your customers would be happier, but you'd probably have to spend a little more money. So, you know, I knew I knew to like, say, so, which is <laughs> I had I had an experience like this weekend of going to like an event, um, which is like a new thing for me to do. I, I normally try yeah. to stay away from events and people and things. But I right. Um, and again, once again, Any my sort of situations bullied, that you yeah. may be put in, <laughs> my therapist bullied me into it. So, uh, <laughs> I went to this thing and, uh, it was funny cause I knew I was around my people because I brought up something about trains and then like two different people just started popping off about the glories of trains and all of the different <laughs> projects that are on the slate and the possibilities for the area and stuff. And I was like, this is good. This feels good. This feels good. This is, I yeah. didn't know my whole life. You could go to things and there were actually like parties and people events that with you good could people. connect with. Yeah. 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 I just thought I had to always pretend and try really that's, hard. That's something that I've, you know, some, yeah, I've definitely struggled with that over the years. Um, <laughs> like it I've sucks to always be the coolest person in the room. You know what I mean? And it's well, nice. Uh, to <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, sure. Andrew, I'm telling you that that was the situation. Oh, okay. And, and once you realize that <laughs> it's going to change things for you, you're like uh, lucky all of guy those times syndrome. where you're like, yes, no, but it's true. Like you were probably the coolest guy in the room. Like all those other people were not cool. That was the problem. That was With the this, problem. It it is true that I often think thought that ev everything that everyone else was talking about was like banal and uninteresting. You know? Yeah. It's and like, you were right. This matters. I want to talk <laughs> about stuff that matters. So. Yeah, yeah, and and then you you grow up and you mature and you and the world teaches you to tell yourself, oh well, I'm the problem. Obviously, um, I need to like uh, limit myself or change myself to become acceptable to these people. Yeah, the that's truth what is, I did. You were in the wrong environment. Oh. You were a, a saltwater fish in a freshwater tank, baby. You got to well, move. You know, um, you got to change. One thing I've learned lately for like, you know, uh, this sort of thing is, is to bring a camera places because other people <laughs> who like cameras will come up to you and talk to you there about you your go. camera. So there you go. Yeah. It's like the opposite effect of wearing a pocket watch. Right. You know, yeah. I've always said, if I told you my pocket watch theory, it's going to offend some of our listeners. Oh dear. But <laughs> if, if you run into someone who has a pocket watch, you need to go away because that mm. person, you don't just don't. Okay. That person's an incel. <laughs> that person is an incel. You need to stay away from anyone with a pocket watch. I almost became a pocket watch person, and then I was like, you know what? Yeah. No. No. Because yeah. then I started talking to people about pocket watches, and I realized that people who like them, not for me. Not for yeah. Me. And like, here's the thing. You're not going to bring the pocket watch back like all by yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. You simply do sorry. not have that sort of taste-making power, you know? Yeah. It's just, you'll, what were you'll we regret talking about? this. We're talking about uh, trains and derailing, and then I derailed the discussion about trains. So, well, you know, it happens. <laughs> All right, it's uh, it, it, it's, it's the return once, of the Mac. Once return again, return of the Mac. 
for uh, this time you've named it absolutely pal absolutely <laughs> um, and, and we've got a lot because I've been collecting these during our break even so yeah this is I was like, like a, looking for some this morning and then I went into the show notes and I yeah, saw I, I like, like put one in and I saw Andrew had like eight and I was all oh I don't need I to like, do any more worry, research no, I bring a bounty you know I'm like the, <laughs> I'm like the hunter gatherer I've come back I have a giant basket wicker basket <laughs> full of blueberries you've got, I'm like you've got it like, you've got fear a huge, not. <laughs> What is that thing? The the freaking weird wicker horn, the um horn of plenty, oh, the, uh, the cornucopia. Uh, the, you've got a cornucopia of takes just spilling out <laughs> in abundance. Yeah, uh, we start off with a banger. This is from a guy whose uh, uh, Twitter display name includes dot eth, which is how you know it's good. Hayden dot eth, <laughs> inventor of the Uniswap. No, he got protocol. ethered at one point. Yeah, <laughs> it says people rooting for crypto to be shut down are incredibly cringe. Uh, like no one is trying to shut down the dumb fiat system you use no one is forcing you to buy crypto no one is forcing you to read crypto news or follow crypto twitter let people do what they want and chill Uh, and i will say that i'll let the crypto people do what they want and chill when they let me do what i want and chill but um yeah i'm sorry like constantly not doing that (laughs) if something like if every super bowl ad last year was something then you get to talk about it and critique it like yeah that's fair yeah, you're fair game now, pal. You yeah. wanted it to become popular. This is what happens. Yeah, Many I hope you enjoy cases. popularity, dude. Uh, now this, oh, you've got this, this second one is is from me, and it's a "Am I the asshole?" Uh, oh, this is a new a new form of uh, entry to this category. And uh, is it? Post. Have we not done this this before? I don't I think we've we done had, a Reddit maybe? AITA oh, before for this. Okay. Yeah. Well. So this one is, am I the asshole to make a single mother shut down her business on my property? Uh, Reading that title just makes yes. me go cross-eyed. Yeah, I'm going to go but with maybe. yes. Just, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There are often hus- turns out on these, but yeah. Yes, this one is going to be a roller coaster. So my husband and I own a small hobby farm. First of all, that's a red flag. Uh, yeah. It's just over an acre. We have four stall barn, large chicken coop, and a shelter for my three sheep. I have three horses, and I ran out one stall to my friend's friend. The boarder brought me a very sick horse that I nursed back to health. I forced her to take care of some much-needed veterinary things on the horse, which saved its life. Let's stop there for a second. The nature of this relationship. Yeah. I allowed a friend of a friend to board a horse, a sick horse on my hobby uh, farm. So this person doesn't work probably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then I forced them to take care of the horse. So like the assumption here is that I am the savior of this in every situation in which I am in. So Mm. I am of the mindset so also it's funny because they says it's mindset, two separate words. <laughs> I am of the mindset. <laughs> it's a set in your mind that it is our responsibility to fix things before they come become a problem. Now you already can tell what kind of person this is because they're using the royal we. It is mm. our responsibility if it fix things before. So okay, imposing this view on everyone else. She's essentially a single mother with four kids. And waits until things are really broken before she reacts. In other words, she has way different views of the world than I do. Okay, so 
<laughs> she's a single mother. So that explains, you know, you know, you know, single mothers. Right. How, how they're so stupid and dumb. Yeah. Like yeah. Now, now of days, <laughs> now of days, single mothers. I am always expecting things to end up sideways in a bad way. So fix things that look even a little fishy as a horse bill is never lower than $500. She waits until it must be taken care of before she reacts. Gee, I wonder why. Um, I wonder why a single mom of four might not be able to prioritize things like that. I wonder what it could be. She asked me if she could give kids lessons on my property to pay for things. I said, sure, as long as she had insurance to cover both my home and her. Okay, so obviously not like yeah she also this this person does not know how to write she that, also comma a problem with with aitas <laughs> is that they are so poorly written sometimes she also could not let her students be alone on my property and comma and she had to keep let me can i just introduce this person to the concept of a clause okay <laughs> and she had to keep everything picked up well her underage, also not hyphenated, her underage students are being dropped off at 60 to 45 minutes before she even shows up to play on my property. Things like brushes, tools, and saddles are left out all over. I reminded her about these things and she said she would fix it. My husband then asked if she really had insurance. I then asked her for proof of her insurance. She did not have any. I am pissed because she is leaving us vulnerable to a lawsuit and possibility of losing our home. I called my insurance company to make sure we were covered in the meantime, then asked the horse community what insurance she and I would need to make sure we didn't lose our home if one of her students get hurt. In the meantime, I asked her to stop lessons or get insurance or leave by March 1st. Am I the asshole for doing this? Um, you're the asshole for being a person who has a quote unquote hobby farm and a bunch of expensive animals and expensive equipment to take care of all of that and can still somehow feel like the victim. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like rich people they have, will find they have, they every have, way to be a victim. They have one acre and they have three horses that seems like not enough space and people are pointing this out in the comments yeah well uh, they but andrew they're a person who takes care of everything sure so they obviously are on top of it all they're 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 probably <laughs> they probably shouldn't ever be worried about any other insurance claims other than done by other people you know yeah yeah i don't know it's this just like odd. yeah that is a, that is an <laughs> odd situation to be in but like if if your concern is primarily, but what about me instead of, man, this poor single mom that seems to be struggling, how can I help? Then you are an asshole. You know, like that's the moral. Regret the to say that you're in the minority, according to the comments. Everyone thinks that this person is not the asshole. So, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, the people who read Am I the Asshole are it's like a bunch of um stupid dorks who like are who, who who do that thing that we were talking about off mic yeah <laughs> about well i followed the rules of the situation <laughs> like, yeah these are these uh, you uh, clearly articulated the rules and they didn't follow them so i don't see the issue here like um <laughs> people that think that life is like uh you're freaking making a an argument everyone before faces court. the exact same amount of hurdles <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a legalistic, weird way of looking at the world that it's yeah. kind of gross. Uh, 
it's dehumanizing is what it is because it's it's like everyone else is an npc besides me do you know what i mean that's right and Next. people are like, well, if, well, she's a single mother and she's struggling, why does she own a horse? Which I sort of get, but that also is like, you know, very close to the like, oh, poor people, why do they have cable, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And it's like, yeah. I feel like they're allowed to enjoy life. Or like, you know? maybe she had the horse and then bad things happened and she couldn't take right. care of it. And this yeah. is the thing, too, that it's like... Could be happening here. It's like, all, but it's all her personal responsibility to resolve all these things. Uh, otherwise it's a burden on me and that's like a terrible way to look at people like sometimes bad things happen to people and they they're traumatized and they make poor decisions and that's okay their own issues without involving me in any way Um, (laughs) it's just such a anti-social way to look at the world and i really hate it Speaking of antisocial, uh, the new TikTok grind set oh, guys. Oh, I've been waiting for that. I've had this one queued up. This is uh, TikTok grind set guys. This is going to, folks, I need you to like, like if you're driving, you're going to want to pull over to the side of the road here because this is going to blow your freaking beans. This guy's going like, to do some incredible math. Now, I, yeah. I will admit I'm not great at math. Yeah. Um, so I and I he's just gonna, got a tattoo with an equation. Expand your your horizons here. So okay, this yeah. is this is a TikTok account called Speed CEO. Don't look it up; it's not worth it. Oh oh oh. Okay, now it's okay. Of My day there is go. six a.m. to noon, and I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking it takes twenty four hours. You're crazy, just like some dude in a cave did three hundred years ago. <laughs> My second day starts at noon and goes till six p.m. That's day two. What I've done now is I have changed and manipulated time. I now get twenty one days a week. <laughs> Stack it up over a month, I'm going to kick your butt. Stack it up over a year, you're toast. Stack it up over five years, my entire life is different than it would have been otherwise. And if you do this for about 90 of your traditional days that you think are, <laughs> you will come back to me and go, that profoundly impacted my life. <laughs> traditional day. We should, we should start referring to a day of as your a traditional, traditional day. So, so I'm, I guess what he's saying is he has like an initial day that's six to noon and then a second day that's noon to six and then a third day that's just like the overnight. And so that's how you get 21 days a week. Um, By just not sleeping and always being on your grind. Well, it's not clear to me. Like, does that mean that he's sleeping for, like at noontime? Like, I don't, it, of course, you know, this is like a 30 second clip. So there's absolutely yeah. no context here. I also like that he says people who lived in caves 300 years ago. <laughs> um <laughs> that's like uh the 1700s uh yeah <laughs> i don't think thomas jefferson was living in a cave uh <laughs> right. and they it's had their also own funny interesting too. ideas about time back then too so <laughs> well what's interesting is that go back to like you know prehistoric times um people actually had more time they yeah. they were they 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 lived pretty much off the bounty of the land and vibed way more than we do. like we work more than a medieval peasant by far like yes just let that soak in for a minute okay like <laughs> these people uh, have no historical context i also like that he said that he's changing and manipulating time and it's like no you're just measuring it differently the amount of time <laughs> hasn't changed you're just like shifting units around it, it does say a lot about uh modernity and like capitalist mindset that they think they they equate he's like i have control of the clock yeah yeah they they they, they equate unlike, changing unlike the peasants. standard by which you judge something <laughs> to actually changing it which is just not true um yeah it's a bit like it's a bit like saying like oh what if the car isn't moving 60 miles per hour but the earth is actually moving 60 miles per hour underneath my car and i'm actually the center of the universe 
<laughs> it's like, well, it's just like if I think about these people and try to get in their head too long, it just this. I just, e, 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 <laughs> Aaron, I'm actually the center of my observable universe and you cannot prove otherwise because every from everything expands out from me as far as I can tell. That's true. That's if you true. understand, you, need this, to, you know, and you need anyone. to dominate and prove that you're better than everyone else yeah. so that they get the picture. Yeah, that is just that uh, is the point of life. Yeah. You know, you know what I call, uh, you know, not not having 21 days per week, a skill issue. Anyway. <laughs> uh, next we have. Oh, we love this guy. No opinion. You love no opinion. <laughs> have I got a no opinion for you. No I feel opinion. like this. Th- th- if we are living in a simulation, no opinion was specifically written into the code. Of, to, of to keep the, you the program. from like getting too big for your britches, <laughs> just and just like just as a little warning to me, yeah. like <laughs> so no opinion. Who I feel like it's supposed to be like nominally centrist or center left. Um, yeah, he's like a sort of yimby guy. Kind yeah, of thing. he's got a uh, a tweet thread here, and he starts. I like Reagan. <laughs> he did the biggest amnesty in American history, supported immigration in lots of other ways, signed arms limitation treaties, handled the end of the Cold War well. Hand- handled the end of the Cold War well. And basically did zero conservative stuff except tax cuts. Um, <laughs> I'm what? not I'm not sure that like a- apart from like the the fact that he did sign arms limitations treaties, which like yes, he did do that. The rest of this is opinion and it's not correct. <laughs> Or some of it is he had nothing to do with like the amnesty, ha- like Congress needed that. Like he did not end handle the end of the Cold War. End well. of the Cold War. <laughs> he literally came into office saying, "We're going to build six hundred ships for the Navy so that we can defeat the Soviets." And yeah, I, the 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 saying saying he ended the Cold War instead of he won the Cold War is interesting, yeah. right? And also basically did zero conservative stuff, except for all of the conservative stuff he did that continues to reverberate through the nation, even just today. like all of the stuff around finance and deregulation and yeah. welfare. Like, come on, my God. Like, and then he, he, he tries to justify it. He says conservatives loved him because his electoral victories owned the libs. But in terms of policy, he was less conservative than Jimmy Carter. I just want to say that's not a high bar to clear. <laughs> And that's how you know who this who Noah is listening to, right? That's yeah. how you know what he's reading and taking in is conservative stuff. He's Jimmy Carter was not like a socialist or anything even adjacent to it. He no, was he's yeah. Listen, bl- bl- bless his heart. He he was a freaking neolib cuck just like everyone else. And <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, uh, at least that's all the bad. Oh, wait, no, I see. There's more bad ideas here. Okay. Hit me with another bad idea. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, uh, yeah, we've got, um, so this is, so from- I mean, slay, I want to be inclusive. So this is from someone who, <laughs> oh, uh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, because let's go. I don't want this to feel like a boys club. Yeah. You know? Um, so. this is from a, a, an account. Their bio says here, Christian advocate for reason, individualism, and capitalism. Um, and they've got a, the tweet thread, which here is that just begins, hilarious. Cause it's like, bro, have you heard of Christianity? Have you read freaking the Bible? Like, yeah, yeah. It's all about rationalism and individualism. That's what that Jesus guy was all about for sure. It's and a capitalism. T- well, uh, it's a tweet here. It says, Jesus is not a bleeding heart liberal. He did not ultimately save you out of pity for you. He saved you for his own glory. 
For selfishness? Jesus and died not for your sins, but for his gains. And he saved you from the <laughs> infinite wrath he had against you for insulting his glory. This is the masculine theology of the Bible. Learn to love it. Um, oh my now, God. This is fascism, dude. This is a, the new fascism. A, Hell yes, dude. We, they came a, up with it. They did it. They made, they fully formed American fascism right here in this tweet. That's so good. Aaron, as a person who's read the Bible, does this feel like an accurate uh, <laughs> representation of Jesus to you? <laughs> There's this really good book called Believing Jesus. Mm. Uh, it's written by like a like an Anglican bishop, I think. Uh, and and it's and it's like very much like, OK, let's just take him at his word. Let's go examine the text. You know, let's look at everything and actually take it and, and, and really lay this out. And it's just so funny how, how opposite it is from all of this. Like <laughs> what is really there is not what anyone has taken away from it. And it's just incredible how these people use use that text to just justify like the text is problematic. Let's just start with that. Right. We all know this religion is problematic. There's issues here. Mm-hmm. But like they just somehow like. <laughs> make it even worse Some, somebody <laughs> responded to him with like actual actual quotations from the bible you know yeah um you know turn the other cheek which is no which one is tough because these people masters. can't read so it's kind of mean to well he's just people. replied and said on the contrary and then linked his own tweet where he says <laughs> this is from this is from 2020 it says god's justice is relentlessly merit-based jesus is the ultimate capitalist and it's like this is not a this is not a refutation <laughs> My man is quoting from the book you claim to, you know, base your religion off of. And you're like, on the contrary, this other thing I made up. And it's like, no. On the contrary, I thought, I think you forgot that I am the center of the universe and that I am God. Yeah. Okay. Which Jesus would have been totally into if he met you. He would have loved it. <laughs> he True. probably would have worshipped you, Jacob. Blech. I just, it's, it's remarkable. I get, it's remarkable to me, uh, I guess where I am now that people can get to this place. Yeah. It it makes yeah. me think that they haven't actually read any of the No, book, no. You know? No, they really haven't. This is one of the best take like one of the best things that came out of the extremely traumatic and terrible experience of going and serving a Mormon mission for me was to learn through talking to these people all day every day that none of them have actually read the text. None of them actually know what's in it. None of them have a real relationship with deity or this person they believe. Like it's all bullshit to it's all cruft and material. Uh, it's like, it's aesthetic to, to build around their disgusting ideology. Do you know what I mean? Right. To ju- It's all justification for why I'm great and okay. And I can do what I want. And yeah. like the moment you realize that you, you learn that like they're, two weeks They're not in. really religiously Christian. They're just like culturally no. Christian. And not a, even as really a political affectation. Yeah. They're not even culturally Christian. They're culturally evangelical Protestants. Right. Calvinists. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it's really crazy. And it's like, and, and he, you don't have to believe these people like, you know, cause I think a lot of people try to be like, well, let's, let's come in with a good faith argument. They, they obviously believe in what they're saying and, and religion's really important. No, it's not. These people are full of shit. They don't know anything. You ask them like, like the thing I would start asking people when I knocked on their doors and I, I you know, I would do the introduction, do the spiel and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I have a church. 
the first thing I started to do was, and it would piss my companions off. They'd be like, don't do this. You're freaking shit stir. <laughs> but like, I would say, oh, oh, what church do you go to? And they'd tell me, I'm like, oh, when's the last time you went? Mm. Uh, well, I don't really go as much. I was like, so like, would you say you don't really attend church? <laughs> like if you ask these, you learn these questions to ask them to like weed out and realize like all these people are full of it. And like, I yeah. get it. Like they didn't owe me any explanation, but like. <laughs> you do start to learn a lot about what it's the religion people who is are loud people. about it the, and it's like but you don't yeah. do any of it like you don't right. even understand it properly right i don't know right which is like the same thing like you know talking to uh, running into people at work who like you know i used to go to church with and being like well what happened and i'm like oh you know i just realized it, it wasn't it wasn't right and and i didn't want to be involved in all that you know i couldn't go around hating people all day like i just didn't think that's what if 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 there's a god i don't think he that's what he'd want for me you know i don't think that's what he want for any of us it just doesn't make sense to me and and they'd be like wow you know but you were so smart and you knew all the things and so faithful everyone i know who's leaving is so it's all the really good faithful smart people like that should be a sign to you <laughs> You know, if if all that's staying around are the dumbwits, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. maybe you should think about that. <laughs> Speaking of dumbwits, um, dumbwits got, is a new uh, word I just invented. Yeah, no, it's a I good one. If, I like I it. Know, yeah, um, we've got maybe a it's a little bit from, ableist. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, we'll just call them dickheads. We got a tweet here from Twitter user at junk science, which is meant to be like his brand. Cause he's been writing a blog about nominally about junk science, but really it's just, um, a definition of his own understanding of science as it turns out. <laughs> right. Um, right. this is a guy, his name is Steve Malloy. He was, um, he was on the Trump EPA trans transition team. He didn't even get a proper like cabinet <laughs> or, or like position. Like he got weeded position. out at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he guess he's responding to um, an Ezra Klein column in the New York Times where Ezra Klein said clean abundant energy is the foundation on which a more equal just and humane world can be built and he says two points number one wind power made transatlantic slave trade possible <laughs> number two modern clean energy has been a disaster I like number one because it's like so write that down you, you say you want wind power have you considered that wind power is what made uh, slave ships possible and it's like that's not the not, <laughs> i don't even and then i i love number two modern clean energy has been a disaster uh and it's just like uh source i just uh, like i hear this guy in this voice my answer is something called science basically yes that's that's his whole thing <laughs> wind enjoy, power made the transatlantic slave trade possible <laughs> i just i i i i, I want to say that i enjoy i don't enjoy it but it's there's something about it to me that like presses my buttons these people who just so confidently assert the dumbest things ever said in history with no evidence whatsoever like steve thinks he's so smart steve malloy he really just does. is like look at me ha 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 yeah <laughs> the so. dystopia we fear is keeping us from the utopia we deserve that's the name of his opinion piece yeah um, I'm just excited to know that all these people are gonna die and rot in the ground someday. You know, yeah. when you think about it like that, it kind of makes you happy. Next, we have uh, <laughs> returning champion Carnivore Aurelius. By the way, did you hear the, the turns out on Carnivore Aurelius? No, I no. Uh, probably an account run by like a uh, a, a trad uh, woman. <laughs> 
like influencer. Okay. Um, okay. running this like hyper-masculine sort of account. Um, uh, it's well, clear the, that the, the two are linked, is, but not clear exactly how. The at is Alpaca Aurelius, and I think I might know who this person is because I think they might be a, a poster on Am I the Asshole? They might own a hobby farm. Oh, that could be. <laughs> this might be the same person. <laughs> anyway, this is the typical sort of tweet from, from Carnivore Aurelius here. Where we've got uh, Poison Free 2023. No seed oils, no birth control. <laughs> No tap water, no vapes, <laughs> no toxic cosmetics, no touching receipts. That's one of my favorite thing to do. No getting Touch blackout drunk, no weed, no phone <sighs> in your pocket, no plastic, no fake milk, no aluminum deodorant, no polyester sports bras or underwear, no toxic veggies. You win. This what sounds I, like a terrible world. These are all the things I love. What I, what I love about <laughs> this account, apart from the fact that it posts the dumbest shit, is that He's constantly posting stuff about like returning to, you know, tradition and farming and whatnot. Um, yeah. Like, here's a tweet. The more I grow, the more I want a simple life, a loving family, a couple close friends, milk from my goat, egg from my chickens, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, um, you know, like, uh, like a sort of return, you know, putting away modernity and modern mm-hmm. things or whatever. And but the guy tweets so much like he's just on his <laughs> phone every day, all the time. And it's just like, you go first, man. Like, put the phone that's down. Like those, that's like those those TikToks of those oil workers, you know? Yeah. That, like, are like, I work so hard. It's like the whole time they're making a TikTok at work and not yeah. working. So you know it's what like, kind of person they are. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, your job is really tough. You get to make TikToks while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you first, yeah, I, you know? You go ahead. I just, like, you go ahead. You enjoy that life. I will be here um you know using birth control drinking water out of the tap vaping my weed um freaking playing with all the receipts i've collected receipt paper feels good i don't know receipt you know paper, what i mean like yeah. receipt papers it's good i love well, it's, when it's they have me the receipt you, paper actually, it's like mm. so yeah Ooh. no phone in your pocket well like where else am i supposed to keep it let's Next, we've got a uh, a tweet here from someone who is uh, pro Russia in the whole Russia versus Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine conflict uh, on the basis of um, a huge belief in like Easter, Eastern Orthodoxy and all of that. <laughs> um, so you know that's great. Their, their Twitter name is Orthodox Canonist. So it says here. Um, so first, they try to attribute uh, Ukraine being founded by Lenin, which I don't think is accurate. Uh, no, but then they no. say Lenin is one of the few people actually confirmed to be in hell alongside old school villains such as Judas Iscariot and Cain. <laughs> what? I, and Lenin confirmed in hell. <laughs> how? Who? I don't what? know. Can I like, how do you, what's your source for this? <laughs> how are you, how are you confirming this? I need to know what, by what method? So. Yeah, do you, um, is there a list? Is there like a book? Is there somewhere we can? You got to talk to the patriarch with, about it. The founder of Ukraine, which again is not the founder of Ukraine, was hit with two orthodox anathemas. Was an apostate, persecutor of Christianity, and accomplice to regicide. No redemption for him. I would note that according to many denominations of Christianity, you can do all of that stuff and still be saved. So it's fine. <laughs> Just like to know yeah. how you've confirmed. 
this, like this guy has like some sort of, you know, like according to sources, highly placed sources have informed me. I'm this has been an ad for the pod from, for the this whole this whole episode of ours has been an ad for the the podcast series Hell on Earth. Like that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the Thirty Years War really, or sorry, Hundred Years. What is it called? The, Thirty Years War. Thirty Years right? War really, yes. really, really, really started all this. You know yeah. that freaking Martin Luther. You know, mm-hmm. if it weren't for him. Um, next we've got a uh, tweet here, uh, says Arizona and California have reached the end of the line and have to solve water crisis immediately. <laughs> lake Superior, largest freshwater lake in the world, runneth over. Can't we use existing pipes to rush water to Colorado River? Um, and I just want to say, no, you can't. I forbid it. <laughs> this is just like, we all understand that like Arizona and California and Nevada have water issues. Um, yeah, I, I don't, it's obviously not feasible to pipe water from the great lakes over there all the way over the Rocky Mountains, over the Rocky mountains and back down again. Like it's not even feasible, but the fact that people are still talking about this, like it's some sort of magic cure all. And it's like, no manage your water usage first. Like this person is it, from Fairfax uh, County, Virginia. Yeah, they they run a uh, they run this website uh, that is just like constantly posting about um, all of the horrible like climate and whatnot related things happening on a given day. I feel like that's not a great brain space to be in twenty four seven. But yeah, no, I sent you this because then there was a follow up tweet where someone said like, you know, why don't they cut down on almond farming? Uh, and she just replied with like a, a, a shocked, sad face. <laughs> Which is that was oh no ever- no yeah oh no wait wh- conserve what no my reply to that was almond mom confirmed yeah she is it's like, definitely why, why can't we just import your water to maintain our our current levels of consumption so I guess the point here is that like lakes the the level of Lake Superior has risen in recent years and so there's like quote unquote excess water. That could be you know used what elsewhere. I didn't think about it too is this is like a really great illustration of how nationalism breaks your brain because you think well this is in the same country so just pipe the water to the other part of the country not realizing like that water is crossing basically what would normally be like 15 different countries like this yeah. is like saying let's pump water from Moscow to uh, Mongolia Paris, like really, yeah. like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about yeah <laughs> just like these people are so deranged man yeah that's odd this is this is this a is solution why, to the problem you know this is why when i talk about stuff like political stuff with like the people i'm around who like in my region it's mostly conservative like chud type people like when they hear what i'm saying it's so confounding and puzzling to them like they've never heard a rational um idea before they've only heard these kind of people you know yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, don't know what to make of me. <laughs> the thing this feels to me is, this, you know, it's like, hey, my house is on fire. So can I have your house? And it's like, buddy, why don't you put the fire out in your own house first? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you deal with the core issue here? Yeah. Which is that you don't need golf courses. Why don't, why don't you tackle the, the Coachella Valley? <laughs> like you don't need yeah, to be freaking I mean, growing alfalfa in, in the Imperial County, which is like just super desert. It's not made to have alfalfa fields. Okay. I've done this before when I needed to feel something, which is just open Google maps, satellite view to Phoenix and try and find all of the golf courses. <laughs> 
or the like artificially <laughs> green spaces, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. Like, it's like, why do you need, why, why do you need more than one golf course in Phoenix? Like, come on. Like, oh my God. Here, there's a giant, there's like three golf courses right next to each other here. Like, give me a break. What are you doing? Also, I'm so, I, I really hope golfing just dies with the generations. Like, it's so stupid. Like, and I say this as someone who used to golf all the time. Yeah. And then I realized, like, you know what? This kind of sucks. This <laughs> yeah. is kind of terrible, and I don't like it. Yep, yep. So. Now, this next thing's sort of a follow-up on something we covered, like, I don't know, a couple seasons ago. And we had an assumption of what was going on. And you know what? Uh, yeah. Well, once again, is- we turn out to be right. Living in America. Uh, you know, uh, for everyone's been complaining about crime in like San Francisco for a long time. And a lot of it was from Walgreens saying like, oh, shoplifting, you know, like we just can't, we have so much shoplifting. Yes. Yeah. So much shoplifting is happening. Uh, So much like we're having to close stores and whatever. Um, (laughs) and this is from, this is from January 5th says Walgreens acknowledged it made of overblown concerns about thefts in their (laughs) stores after shrinkage (laughs) stabilized over the past year. Maybe we cried too much last year, CFO James Kehoe said. <laughs> the company made investments into private security guards, but they've proven largely ineffective. So yeah, it turns out their like rate of uh, shoplifting is stable over the year, uh, and it's also not very high. Um, yeah, it's like when they tell you things were getting bad, it's like a 0.03% change. It's not like yeah. everyone's stealing everything. Like, it's just not, that's not happening. Like, and the way this creates this reality distortion, because then the news media picks up these stories and it just gets blasted everyone where, and everyone thinks they're living in a crime ridden society of everywhere you go, you might get shot or mugged and people are constantly stealing and raiding. And it's like, you do not live in the wild West. You freaking live in Pasadena. Okay. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> like maybe we cried too much last year. Kehoe said we're stabilized. He added saying the company is quite happy where we are. You were literally what? <laughs> I think it's what not happened is like, they got, they got what they wanted out of this. And now they're like, yeah. yeah, we were just making that all up. What I love here is the picture of the sort of dystopian reality that we now live in, which is um, beauty products that are like locked up in display cases and you have to press a little button so that somebody can come unlock them. Which is it's what like they've really, wanted forever. Like, yeah. but they didn't have any excuse. So they made up an excuse to do that. Crap. God forbid someone steals a $5 uh, thing for of mascara. And you know, whatever. the reason is, is because their nephew has a new company that provides locking cases for products. Uh, and stores. by the way, it's can all, I tell you this? It's all so stuff the, like that. The, 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 I, I, I get, uh, it, it's cheapest to get color film uh, at like a, a Walgreens or a CVS because they still have mm. film there and it's generally cheap. So they have like a little three pack of Fuji film there Mm -hmm. um but they put a little thing over the peg you know this is like stop and ask someone and it's supposed to prevent you from pulling the thing (laughs) off the peg your freaking Um, film is a controlled substance that's hilarious they don't they don't want me to steal a 37 dollar pack of film yeah who Um, knows what they'll do with those pictures the thing is though that this you know so the 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 um film you know carton is just hanging on this peg the carton's made of cardboard so all i do i'm not gonna wait for someone to come up there i just tear yeah. the top of the little hole and pull it off yeah. the peg yeah 
That's your theft prevention. That, and does anyone like bring it up to you? No, because no. they don't care because they don't want to be because bothered. They don't even to see to because there's that. a self checkout. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh it's just, just like this is what all theft prevention efforts ultimately are. It's just it's like you're not actually doing it. You're just making it inconvenient and you're not you're actually making stopping everything anyone. worse is yeah. what you're doing. So yeah, uh, Republicans making in Iowa. Worse. Yeah, Republicans in Iowa um, are modifying the supplemental or they're looking into modifying the supplemental nutrition assistance program or SNAP benefits uh, mm. to limit what sort of foods people on food stamps can get at the store. Of course. Um, and uh, so what they want to uh, restrict includes things as white grains. Uh, so you can only purchase 100% whole wheat bread and brown white rice and whole wheat pasta. So no white bread, <laughs> no white rice, no uh, like regular spaghetti. Um, no baked, refried, or chili beans. You can purchase black, red, and pinto beans. Um, you no, can only eat a diet of pulses and gruel. <laughs> no fresh meats, what? but you can purchase canned meat. Uh, and no what? sliced cubed or crumbled cheese, including American cheese. <laughs> what? Um, I don't think this is going to go anywhere, but it is utterly bizarre that they're even thinking about like what you can't even like you can't even get the ingredients to make a grilled cheese sandwich properly. <laughs> you know, like that's so true. Oh, my gosh. This is just like it's just part of the continuing like republican brain worms that's like if you're poor you should be miserable and if you're poor and not miserable then we're like doing something wrong like you must necessarily be miserable when you're poor because it'll it's motivate like, you to not be they poor only know anymore. one thing is like negative reinforcement that's like yeah, the only just, thing they know to do with everything all, the only button they have is the button that says immiserate so <laughs> So Which is are. also the way they treat their families and their communities and their friends. And uh, that's just like. Yeah. I have an yeah. immiserate button on the soundboard, but I've never pressed it and I never will. You're welcome. <laughs> For a second, I was like, press it. You're like, which, which, which sound <laughs> which, effect could it be? <laughs> which one is it? Is it this one? Wow. No, I think, I think for you, it's this one. A sweet. Beautiful face. <laughs> it totally is. Just punish Aaron, <laughs> and then and then I can do oh, it no. back with. Oh wait, where is it? Where did it go? Where did it go? Well, oh no! Lost it. I'll be so happy. <laughs> I think. I think I fucking. You are watching a master it. at work. <laughs> How did you do this? I've been hacked. You hacked me. You took it away. Shadow Wizard Money Gang. I literally cannot find it, so I'll just do. I like it. Yeah. It used to be right here by my cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um. Anyway. Oh, okay. Segment shot. <laughs> I got distracted in the soundboard. Um. So you remember how crypto and NFT were the big trends of the past couple of years? I wish uh, I could forget. Now it's AI. Everything's AI. We're doing Chat GPT and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and already people are using chat GPT for bad things that they should not be doing. Um, here's a guy, Robert Morris. He says, we provided mental health support to about 4,000 people using GPT three. Here's what happened. Um, <laughs> so they, they partnered with a, uh, startup that offers free 24 seven peer support. 
um, to millions Peer of people. Peer support. Peer support. <laughs> uh, we used a co-pilot approach with humans supervising the AI as needed. We did this on about 30,000 messages. Messages composed by AI were rated significantly higher than those written by humans on their own. Response times went down as well. And yet we pulled this from our platform pretty quickly. Why? Once people learned the messages were co-created by a machine, it didn't work. Simulated empathy feels weird, empty. Machines don't have lived human experience. So when they say that sounds hard or I understand it sounds inauthentic and they aren't expending any genuine effort, uh... Yeah. And then he says, then and he people says, can are machines, right. Can machines overcome this? Probably. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> we've punished a machine. We've punished the AI by training it, by making it live an immiserated life. Well, so they, we punished the, the computer. And now you can respect the understood. computer. <laughs> uh, but then he had to clarify and he said, oh, um, by the way, we didn't pair people up to chat with GPT-3 without their knowledge, except for where I implied that that's actually what we did. Uh, in the previous yeah. thread, it sounds like you we did definitely. That, and now you're we, saying you did it. We definitely didn't vi- We didn't do any ethics, bad ethics stuff. Please don't report me to the institutional can, review board. You, you can't. You can't file a lawsuit against me. We, everything was above board. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Um. And I will simply say, uh, you don't have to do this at all. It's not necessary. You, you can find enough people who are also robots themselves. Uh. That's the thing. It's like people couldn't tell the difference. They actually preferred what the AI said is is sort of an indictment on um, profe- mental health professionals and the care you usually get. Right. Like <laughs> it's telling you that, like, the quality of care already is substandard. Yeah. <laughs> so well, so I substandard see. that people are like, oh, it's basically the same. This guy actually runs this service. So what he was actually doing was like a trial run to see if he can just automate the whole thing and not have to pay humans to do the correct moral support. That's what's actually happening here. There we go. We figured it out. <laughs> Got it in is. one. <laughs> um, next, we have a tweet here from uh, Justin Murphy. It says a game of poker was played on Urbit with digital money on Ukbar Testnet. If you don't All, think none that's of these words are in I the Bible, help dude. You. <laughs> what the fuck? Urbit? What the hell is that? A game of poker was played on Urbit with digital money on Ukbar Testnet. And Aaron, again, if you don't think that's important, I can't help you. Yeah, I guess you can't help me, Justin. I'm I so you sorry. Just, you just spit out random words and then it's like, I'm not, I can't be bothered to teach you what this means. It's important, but you're going to have to figure it out yourself. Um, and my response is... Okay, I guess I'll is, never know. Most of us is I don't know what this means and I won't be learning and you can't make me learn. You'd have to pay me several million dollars to get me. To I learn think I figured it out, Andrew. I figured don't, it out. Don't a game do of that. poker no. was played on Urbit with digital money on <laughs> Ukbar Testnet. I that's it. I mean, it's so simple when you think that's about it. Actually, like that. so when at the beginning when we said mm-hmm. that we were uh, working on a pilot, well, actually, what we were doing is we were trying to get the podcast working on Urbit. <laughs> with the Ukbar test net. With the Ukbar test um, And it is harder than and, you would expect. Yeah, and if you don't understand why that's important, <laughs> we can't help you. So <laughs> This is so deranged. These people exist in real life. They're just yeah. out walking amongst us. Just the just the, the completely unwarranted overconfidence. It's just like, if you don't understand, I can't help you. It's like, okay, dude, <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay. You're For sure, man. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and to Back to the out, title of this. Absolutely, pal. Absolutely. Yeah. To finish out, we have a page, a piece from Vox here. It says, um, 
Are we headed toward a polycrisis? <laughs> Mary polycrisis. <laughs> uh, you know, and it, um, you know, it says like, oh, uh, you know, um, climate, Russia, Ukraine, in, in inflation, etc. Are we heading towards a polycrisis? Are we heading towards a polycrisis? That, <laughs> that was my response is like heading towards like we are in it and we've been in it for some time now. We decided we were going to change the world and we did. <laughs> But I guess the context of this article is that um, it's only now beginning to hit the rich people that were in a polycrisis because this is at the World Economic Forum that they brought. Up. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess if you are insulated from its effects, you might think, oh, we're heading that way. And it's like, no, dude, we've been in a polycrisis for like some number of years now, possibly decades even. Yeah. From my perspective, um, like nothing has been good since like 2001, really. Yeah. You know, like there was a brief glimmer of hope with the, with, with, uh, um, with Obama. The presidency of Donald Trump. Am I right, folks? No. (laughs) (laughs) But then we all realized very quickly, like, oh, they pulled the wool over our eyes. It was not going to happen again. Yeah. And, uh, but welcome to the polycrisis. So glad to have you. Um, yeah. Welcome. We will, we will be just put your head underneath this. Don't, don't ask why there's a basket there. I said, we should change nice the name of the frame. podcast to like the polycrisis hour and we could ride that clout a little bit <laughs> and just make like a fake Vox logo. Like it's like a, oh yeah. yeah. Like, like, like a, the math version of a V, a you know, slab serif font. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. So next week it's things are going to look a little bit different. Yep. As I keep saying, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll see.